Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Hello, and welcome again to another episode of the Bible Reading Plan Podcast. It's Tom and Sue here again coming from the broadcast studio here at Victory Point Church, <laughs> the little room that has like no windows. <laughs> but uh, no, hey, we're, we're having a good conversation this week um, over God's word. And we'll continue that today as pretty soon we look into the book of Isaiah. But first of all, um, no, you mentioned, I think on Monday that you've been at Victory Point since kind of the beginning. Correct. Right? right. And so um, you've seen the church throughout the years go in different directions or in different uh, whatever. Di- right? Different ways. Yeah, different yeah. ways. And um, so I don't know, just, just talk a little bit. I, just before we push record, you mentioned something that you and Pete really appreciate about Virtue Point, like kind of like right now or kind of what you're involved in. or. Okay. Well, we really appreciate we've li- gone through all seasons just like every church hmm. does. And we really appreciate now the emphasis on individual worship um, is necessary and Bible study is necessary, prayer is necessary, but also we need relationships. And for us, our relationship was is with our small group. Mm-hmm. And it has helped us through tough times and it has helped us through the pandemic. And I recommend that everybody form a relationship and a small group that mm-hmm. they can do things with if they are not already in one. And by small group, you mean mission, the missional, the missional community? Communities. Yeah. Okay. All right. But even if you aren't, don't feel called to be in a missional community, a small group, just a small group of f- fellow Christians. Yeah. And it's nice if they're from your church, but you don't have to have right. them from your church. Yeah. Cause in, years past i've also gone to great bible studies with other women from other churches and everything so i think our church has a good balance of joint worship but also in if you're going to grow you need personal relationships right like mcs right and mcs were a good way to be a small group because the mc groups all had a purpose Mm-hmm. And I think that was a great way to have a small group too. Right. No one An outward way is focus. right. An outward right. focus, but no one way is right. 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 But even now today, um, you know, our small group meets periodically in the park. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a great way to do it. And during pandemic, we did it too, and that was wonderful. Yeah. That we had that during the right. pandemic. Yeah. So I would say, try to find yourself a group. In fact, if we're in the park and you want to come, you could come. Oh, of course, definitely. Yeah. And you're our leader. So oh. <laughs> anybody's welcome to join us, right? Right. <laughs> no, um, I mean, yeah, I love the fact here at Victory Point that, yeah, we focus on being disciples, right? Mm-hmm. And like you said, disciples are in the word, you know, on, on their own, but also in groups. Uh, disciples worship, you know, by themselves, but with groups. Um, they're, I don't know. It's just growing as a disciple, Mm -hmm. uh, learning to do what Jesus did, learning to be the kind of person that Jesus was when he was on earth here. And just a great, a great focus we have here um, at Virtue Point. So totally agree with you, Sue. Totally agree with you. All right. So the book of Isaiah is on tap for today. And um, I think this is 
closer to the end of the book because it's chapter 58. And we're actually going to start with the second part of verse 9, so 9b through verse 14. Um, I, I um, informally dubbed this the if-then verses. Uh, and well, we can talk about more, more about that pretty soon, but it seems like there's a lot of if-then mm-hmm. going on in these verses here. So I'll read these verses from 9b through 14, and then we'll have a, a discussion about uh, what, what God is saying here. Here we go, starting with verse 9b of chapter 58. If, there's that if, right? If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing finger and malicious talk, and if you spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness, and your night will become like the noonday. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings. If you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath and from doing as you please on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a delight and the Lord's holy day honorable, and if you honor it by not going your own way and not doing as you please or speaking idle words, then you will find your joy in the Lord. And I will cause you to ride and triumph on the heights of the land and to feast on the inheritance of your father Jacob. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. All right, kind of an interesting passage here. It is. So what's something that you kind of like gleaned from it, Sue? Well, I thought about the verses at the end, uh, in particular, verses 13 and 14, talking about the Sabbath. And um, in those days, the Sabbath was a different day than ours. And to, and our Sabbath became Sunday. But um, there is a promise to reward people who gather to hear God's word. I thought that was very significant. Mm. That you need to gather to hear God's word and are faithful to their private devotions. This was verses 13 and 14. Okay. And... Um, I thought about Sabbath a little bit, but I remember, I can't remember how long ago it was, Dwight talked about Sabbath. And for different people, Sabbath could be a different time because I felt that that by Sabbath, it meant taking time to get to know God and worshiping him and appreciating him. Um, you need a day that you can do that. And that's why God appointed that day. And that's kind of the first thing that came out at me. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're in such a busy world that so often we forget that and we just give God a few hours yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that was what I got out of one of the things I got out of this. Yeah. I mean, like, so for those who lived in the old Testament, Sabbath was filled with tons of rules, right? You know, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, you know, uh-huh. a Sabbath day journey, do this, do that. You know, there were so many rules associated with the Sabbath that I think that's what kind of Isaiah is referring to here, uh-huh. that they had gone away from those rules that kind of went along with the Sabbath, right? If you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath and from doing as you please on my holy day, you know, and um, so, yeah. 
to me now, like you were saying, like Dwight talked about a while ago about to me, Sabbath is, um, it's, it's just like a glimpse of what heaven's going to be like, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of gives us a time to like pause and, you know, so you, you know, you're gathered with God's people on the Sabbath and you're, you're gathering with him, you know, on the Sabbath. And it's just kind of a, just a little glimpse of heaven. Mm-hmm. It should be a day that we look forward to kind of going, ah, I can put some of these other things in life aside and just like dwell with God's people and dwell with him in a special way. And I don't know. And um, now we don't have all those Sabbath rules now, right? In 2022, like, like they did back in the old Testament, but I'm like, well, what's like, like what's one commandment that the Lord has given us. And I, that made me think of in the new Testament. Well, you know, he gave us that new command I give you, which is to love, mm-hmm. you know? And if we kind of like paraphrase verse 13, instead of saying, if you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath, you could almost paraphrase it like, you know, if you keep loving, okay, then verse 14, you will find your joy in the Lord and I will cause you to ride in triumph. And so that's kind of how I, you know, uh, interpreted it, try to make it more like 2022. Right. Okay. Cause I'm not, I don't know how, how many laws about the Sabbath we have today that we break, you know, um, but we do have that command from the Lord to love. And there are times that we, <laughs> that we break that law, you know, uh, but we have to choose to love. And if we do, then verse 14, then you will feast on the inheritance. Then you will ride in triumph. Then you will find your joy in the Lord. And yeah, I, I just went back to love is what I did with those last couple of verses there. I like that. I didn't think of it quite in that way, but that's what it's really all about. Because right. we're trying to teach others how much God loves them. Right. How about anything how about anything from like 9, 10, 11, 12? Anything pop out there? Um, let me see. What did I have? Um, well, on verse, starting on verse 8, um, I thought it showed that God wants us to do something, to be in a relationship to him. Then if you look for to God, your light will break, his light will break forth and healing will appear and your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. So God is, God wants you there to be in your guard and protect right. you and everything. Is that in verse eight you said? Yes. Okay. So it's a little bit before what we read. So you're looking a little bit ahead of where we read there, but that's, I like that though, you know, because that's what God is calling us to be and to, re- and to remind ourselves of who he is. If he's our, what would you say, rear guard? Yeah, yeah. that's what it said there. Yeah. And I did take the liberty of going up there a little oh, bit because I really We have the it. freedom to do that. Yes. We definitely have the freedom to do that. Yes. We have to kind of put these in context it, it sometimes. Was, all this whole section was about a relationship yes. with God and yes. how to get it. Yep. Um, 9b there, there's one of those ifs again in verse 10, if. And so it sounds like the Lord wants us to like get rid of certain things. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Isaiah was talking to, of course, to the people of Israel back then. You know, if you do away with the yoke of oppression, if you get rid of the pointing finger and if you get rid of malicious talk. So it sounds like he wa- that the Lord wanted the people to get rid of, you know, those who were being oppressed. Not, not get rid of them, but I mean, get rid of that oppression. Um, the pointing of the finger and the malicious talk against people that belong to them, to their own country, their own um, uh, people. Um, and if you spend, it sounds like he wants them to add something too. spend your time, um, spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry and satisfying the needs of the oppressed. 
So it sounds like he wants us to, so I'm like, again, I think about, okay, so 2022, if we as Christ followers see any types of people that are being oppressed in any way, we got to try to fix that somehow, try to redeem that situation. Okay, the pointing, if we hear of pointing fingers or if we're involved in pointing of fingers or malicious talk, we got to rid ourselves of that. And what should we be doing? Oh, spending our times on behalf of the hungry and, and satisfying the needs of the oppressed when we see. And I love it how we as a church, we do have a couple of our missional communities that are right. involved with um, helping the hungry, Doing okay? helping the needs of the oppressed. You know, especially we have, you know, the Great Lakes Elementary with them. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the, the, the hand-to-hand ministry. And I know we have a missional community working with the, the Gateway Mission and um, all the, the, that's, that's how we get involved on behalf of the hungry and on behalf of the needs of the oppressed. And um, that's the Lord just desires of us. Mm-hmm. And if we do that kind of thing, right? 10, 11, and 12, then like you mentioned, the light is going to rise, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're, he's, the Lord's going to satisfy your needs. He's going to strengthen your frame. You're going to be like a well-watered garden. How appealing is that? <laughs> um, that's what we you know? all want. Actually, yes. this this is, um, it was written back in the days when, in the Bible, but it's still timely today. Of course. It has gone all through the years. We've all done, I think we would have to all admit we've done something of, of everything that we weren't right. supposed to do. Right, We've pointed the finger. We've done malicious talk. We've maybe oppressed people in different ways. Um, yeah, let's rid ourselves of that and... Mm-hmm. let's help out the hungry and help out the oppressed when we can. And I don't know the Lord's going to make us a well-watered garden. He's going to rebuild um, us. And I know that just makes, to me, that's like a, again, a glimpse of heaven, like I mentioned right. um, earlier. You um, can't help but wonder what that's ex- exactly going to look like. Yes. Because um, the other day, Pete and I were talking about heaven and we were wondering if there are going to be pets in heaven. Oh, sure. Right. <laughs> and Pete isn't too much in favor of pets in heaven. <laughs> and I said, well, there could be pets in heaven. Well, I mean, this is just Tom Josh's view. I mean, pets bring a lot of joy. <laughs> I agree. And, you know, one of the Holy Spirit's fruit is joy. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, why wouldn't there be pets in heaven if they bring joy to some people? Exactly. Maybe Pete might might not have a pet. He might have a, a little... He might have a little room where he can tinker with things in heaven. Well, that that's what joy. he was thinking. I was going to bring that up. That's what he was thinking. What am I going to do in heaven? Right. It's exactly. He's, you're going to tinker, Pete, because yeah. you love to do that. There will be something that you that's can do. That's right. And if I said, if nothing else, we can be singing and worshiping God. Exactly. exactly. But it is, it is something good to think about what heaven's going to be like exactly. sometime. Right. Well, folks, as we wrap up here for our Wednesday, um, if we use some of the words from the book of Isaiah here, may you be someone who rebuilds. May you be somebody who uh, repairs uh, from verse 12. May you be someone who restores relationships or situations that you see in your family or in uh, life around you or at work. And may you just be that well-watered garden. Um, may your needs be satisfied. May the Lord strengthen you. And um, may you be someone who, who loves. All right, we'll see you back here tomorrow for Thursday's podcast. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. 
If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.